Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More Podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Liza, Tony, and Adam. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. So tonight we thought we would do a little new show. There's some fun stuff that came out, some interesting stuff. Um, I'm going to throw it right over to Tony because he's the DCL guy. What's new with Disney Cruise Line? Well, big news was that the uh, early 2021 itineraries were released. Uh, They are now open uh, to the general public and available as of October 3rd. We're recording on October 2nd. So, uh, you know, by the time the show posts, they will have been open. Um, but they are cruising from New Orleans uh, with four and five night cruises to the Western Caribbean. The five night voyage includes a new port of call for the Disney Cruise Line in Progreso, Mexico, uh, which is on the Yucatan Peninsula. Uh, it's a quaint town with Mayan ruins. Uh, They are doing three seven-night sailings to the Bahamas with a stop at Castaway Key and a 14-night Panama Canal cruise uh, that will round out the departures from New Orleans for 2021. Um, So that's that's kind of the big news. Uh, The other big news is that the Disney Cruise Line has changed their onboard booking discount offer. Yeah. Previously, if you were on a cruise, you would go to the future cruise desk and you could book either a cruise or a placeholder date. And based on what you booked, uh, you would get some type of a discount. Um, so if you're if you book a f- cabin 4A to 11C category, you still get 10% off the future cruise. Um, and if you book a seven night or longer cruise, you get 50% off of the required deposit. What you used to get was an onboard credit. However, the onboard credits have been removed. You know, you lose that as a benefit. Uh, And that discount uh, change has gone into effect immediately. As of today? Uh, As of the end of September. Okay. So by the time this show posts, once again, it will be in place. That's kind of shocking to me because I think that was one of the big incentives for people with booking on board was that little bit of onboard credit. Right. How much was the onboard credit? It depended uh, depended on the length of the cruise. I, I think it was only either a hundred or two hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, but still, it's something. Which you know, for Cheryl, that's three days of alcoholic beverages. That's yeah, that's, <laughs> that's specialty odd. drinks. I mean, it, that's not a lot for Disney, but it's a lot per family. Well, it isn't a lot for fam- per family when you're spending six, seven thousand dollars on a cruise, but it's a nice incentive, and I I think that people definitely liked getting it. They still get the 10% off, right? They do. I meant it's a good amount of money for a family to take, but it's not a lot for Disney to then just offer it. So I'm just surprised that they would remove that. It's like not a lot of money for them to put out. And think about it. Here's the other thing, too. If it's a $100 onboard credit, what does that cost Disney? $10, $20? Like, yeah, it doesn't exactly. cost them $100. It costs them a very small amount of money. So it's a little surprising to me. Um, it's it's you know it's just another another instance of Disney taking something away that people have gotten used to. Now, granted, yeah. it it is an onboard credit. It's a benefit. They don't have to offer onboard credits, you know. But it is a nice perk to get that booking when you're on board. Now, if people are only booking for the onboard credit, you know, it, it, are their onboard booking numbers going to drop? I mean, that's money directly into Disney's pocket because who's going to pay it? You know, you have to pay a down payment. Along with that. So they're using your money for a future cruise while you're still on that current cruise. Right. Because it's good for two years. Right. You know, so they have, they can use that money and not all of them travel. I mean, I would say probably like 20% of my clients who book an onboard cruise don't end up going. 
you know, for one reason or another, they have another kid, something happens, they send some kids off to college, they can't afford it. Um, so, but for that time, Disney gets that deposit money to do whatever they're, you know, doing with it. So here's my other thought. We all know that like the fantasy is often not at capacity pretty much ever. The Alaska cruises have been really not full. European cruises, at least last summer, weren't full. I've, I've been looking and they look a little more full this year than they did last year. So maybe that's not the smartest thing to do to take away a, even a small incentive. Well, I don't think it's a good idea ever, but that's just me. They're not listening to me, obviously, because... Well, no, they didn't get the memo, Liza. No, I've thrown out ideas and they've kind of not done them. Said, get out of this room right now. <laughs> yeah. But I mean... But you know what? If you're not filling your ships, why would you take an incentive away? Or maybe I'm reading things wrong. Maybe they're maybe they're at exactly the capacity they want to be ex- at. And they ex- don't especially you know. especially if you're not filling your ships and you've got a fifth ship coming in a year. Yeah, you know, because you're looking true. at these itineraries for 2021. The new ship's going to be uh, sailing in what January of 2022. Um, yeah, I there's some method to their madness, and there always is. The Disney Cruise Line, I, I love them to death, you know, yeah. as we know, platinum Obviously. level castaway, castaway club member here. Um, but the decisions that they make, I, I just don't get it. You know, New York in October, uh, you know, late September, October, early November, New York, you know, when they were here in the summertime of 2012 and 2013, capacity on the ship was at like 140% almost every sailing. Wow. And that's, you know, it's not that they're overloaded at 140% because 100% is based on two guests in every stateroom. Um, And obviously most staterooms can accommodate more because there's families of larger sizes. But the numbers were phenomenal. You know, I want to sail out of New York when it's 85, 90 degrees. I don't want to sail out of New York when it's 50 degrees. I've heard it's really cold. Even even if I'm headed south. Yeah, I've heard it's cold and choppy. It can be. It can be, you know. I, I did a sailing at the end of October, and it was it was jacket weather, uh, you know, for the first day and a half. Yeah. Y- you know, let alone going to Canada in in October. I mean, there's got to be a reason why they go up north. Or, I mean, is it the fall, fall foliage and that fall kind of thing? Foliage. You're not yeah. seeing you're not seeing foliage from the water. Oh, That's you true. see foliage. I've seen it. <laughs> there's a lot of lobster uh, lobster uh, pot season there too is it so. is that it too yeah i mean yeah. i've seen pictures of, of people doing that cruise i've honestly thought of doing it myself just because you know i mean uh there, there was availability and i thought what the heck but you know it's hard to do something this time of year for you know five nights or whatever and it is expensive but i mean so first of all disney cruise line is the best quality i've been on other ships i Every time I go back to Disney and think this is for me, this is better, you know, to me, um, nothing against other cruise lines. I just feel that Disney kind of, I like the look, I like the service and everything. And I'm not really into some of the activities that some of like, say, for example, Royal Caribbean Oasis class. I'm, I'm not going to gamble. I'm definitely not climbing a rock wall over the ocean, you know, that kind of thing. So that doesn't work for me. I like kind of the smaller, more intimate feel of the Disney ships. So I think they're very special, but the price is pretty expensive. And, um, you know, taking away a little thing, I think the thing that people, you know, I mean, for me personally, a hundred bucks, I'm not, it's not really going to motivate me one way or the other. And 10% off a cruise does. But Having said that, I think that, you know, I think the fear is that people will lose something else next. Like, are you going to lose that 10% off? Are you, 
you know, and, and all the cruise lines have like loyalty bookings when you're on board, you know, you get this, that, and the other. So I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Maybe it's a trend across the board and other cruise lines will do it as well. I'll tell you, if, if Disney does anything, I would rather see them put the PhotoPass photographers back before they, you know, put the uh, onboard credits back on the cruise line. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. So you're like how, super upset. But, but that's now, how little this they, bothers me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's good. Because you're a, you're a, you know, a more frequent cl- cruiser than I am. I mean, I've only been on like maybe four times. So I, I have one other question for you because I know you know about it. Um, they released new details about the latest ship. No, they what? released they released nothing today. Oh, so it was really it's, nothing? It's, yeah, it's everything we already knew just in a fancy minute and a half package. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a minute and a half. We didn't it didn't make you happy when you saw it? Oh no, it made me ecstatic. Yeah. Are you gonna I, try to go on the inaugural? I am going to try my darndest. Okay. All right. See, th- see. Here's the thing. We're complaining, and that yeah, we're same at the same time. We're we have our wallet. Take my money, I'm, Disney. I'm complaining, and I looked at every one of the early 2021 offerings. Yeah. Look, I mean, I'm going to tell you guys something. I I just spent four nights in Jamaica, at two different sandals resorts, and I toured you know other resorts, including one of their Beaches brand, which I I think Beaches Negril is phenomenal. And the reason they're a good brand is because their service is Disney quality. And there were so many times when I was there, and Liza knows this because she's been to Turks and Caicos with me. We went to Beaches, Turks and Caicos. There were so many times when I would say to myself, wow, that's Disney quality service. Sorry, Disney's the best. Everybody else, you know wants to be as good as they are and and like I said I was very impressed over those four days but I mean this is why Disney can do what Disney does because they're good mm-hmm. you know it's their ball so I beg May go ahead they have the new private beach it's not really a full island coming at some point I'm guessing they're banking on and, and I would think they would it makes sense to be able to fill the other ships coming part of the big draw is going to be that new island that they're going to be building and the draw of that and that's going to based on the way the concept art looks for all we know you're going to be able to stay overnight on that thing that is the rumor i don't know if it's true or not i mean there's so many buildings on the on the concept art i I mean maybe they'll have like you know some type of like tree house thing so i think they're like they're almost creating their own um itineraries itinerary by having that ex- that bigger island to send people to so i th- can you imagine how over the top it would be you go on a cruise you're on the ship for two or three days they take you off the ship you go stay at a hotel in the caribbean on a beautiful island and then you get back on the ship and finish the rest of your cruise it sounds good dream. but I don't, I don't think they would ever let you do that you don't think so no because they've got the bermuda the bermuda cruises out of new york that a couple of them stopped at bermuda for like two or three nights Right. And, and I think your room is just like, you come back to the ship. You want to go to sleep, you come back to the ship. They're not putting you up somewhere else. No, I think they're building they're putting, their own hotel. Right, but, but I think if they're building hotels, I think that's going to be more for locals when the, because the, they, they were talking about it being utilized when ships were not visiting. So I don't know if, you know, because I think it's going to be dicey. You can't, I don't know that you can have guests at a resort and then you bring another 4,000 cruise guests in and, you know, how big is the resort going to be? Well, maybe it's you know? just a, a certain group of individuals. So, for example, you know, and one, and here's an interesting thing that Norwegian Cruise Line does. Norwegian offers the single cabins, right? And like one of our listeners, he, he his name is Bill, and Bill did a cruise where 
let's just say Bill got on in Madrid and or Barcelona, sorry, and I'm not 100% if that's where he got on. There were already people on that cruise who had been on three days before. You had a seven-night cruise, but maybe your seven-night cruise wasn't, you know, it wasn't with all the same people. It started for different people at different ports. I could see Disney doing some sort of like thing like that where not everyone's getting off. It's just a few select guests who have put that option. They're getting out of whatever their stateroom is. They're going on and someone else is going into their stateroom because the stateroom is being cleaned. Do you know what I'm saying? Like what a logistical and, nightmare. Oh, they could do it. If Norwegian can do it with umpteen people getting on and off the ship at different ports, I think – that Disney can do it. Everyone gets a magic band. They could track everybody at all times. Yes. I'm wearing mine right now. Not really. Um, so, no, but I, I think it could happen. And I actually think that's exactly what they're going to do. I think that there's going to be a certain category for that cruise of people who are staying on the island. And it's perfect because think about it. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I find myself thinking I want to do a Disney cruise. I also think I'd like to go to an all-inclusive in Jamaica. Well, now you can do both. You could do your Disney cruise. You could get off. You could do three days at the beach. Yeah. And I could see Disney doing like a top-notch resort. Um, so oh, yeah. say three nights at a really great resort, tiny little resort, maybe, you know, 40 rooms. And that's not really that big of a deal. It's Joe Rody's uh, Joe Rody. I mean, he did Alani. He did. Yeah. Oh you know, my gosh. Animal yeah. Kingdom Lodge. Imagine a, like a smaller version of those with those vistas from a lobby, and and you've got like uh, you know infinity pool, like personal pools at the end of your. Oh, this is going to be. And uh, now I'm just yeah. speculating. Sorry. Okay. I'm I'm voting for that. I think that would be beyond awesome. So I, I think that's something they're going to need to do if they if they're going to keep charging more money for these cruises than any other cruise ship, they have to keep that high quality and they have to make it more luxurious than your carnival or you know anything else. So that's one way to do it, I would think, is to yeah. make your build and Disney knows how to build hotels, how to build rooms. They certainly do. So yeah, I don't I don't think. Happen. For a very small group, it's not – and I see what you're saying, Tony, but I don't think it's a logistical nightmare for a, a small a small group. So, But, okay, well, lots of exciting stuff coming out. I can't wait to hear about Tony's experience on The Wish while I live out my dreams at Pop Century. Large. You're going to have to wait two and a half years for that. <laughs> it's going to be a while. Yeah. Let's go over to the gondolas. So about a week ago, I was able to go down to, I wasn't even going to go, but Mandy had room for her cast member preview of the gondola. So she invited me. And of course I brought my children and we stayed down at Disney for a couple nights to ride the gondola. And I was wrong about everything. The gondolas are the best thing in the whole wide world. They might be my favorite attraction at what? Walt Disney World. Yes. No. Okay. First of all, first of all, I, I'd had like a really stressful week the day the week before. Like I was not in the best place. And even like the first couple of days at Disney, I was like, Ugh, I just got so much to do. I'm not. And so Monday morning we go ahead and we get on the gondolas and it was so incredibly quiet and peaceful up there. I didn't want to leave. Like if I had had like a pizza and a diet Coke, I would have been in heaven and, and by myself, I should probably add that part. No, I'm kidding. It was great. <laughs> so we got on at Hollywood studios and we rode from Hollywood studios. We went all the way to Caribbean beach, which is of course where you, you know, change gondolas. And then we went over to art of animation. I do have to say the best part is going over the water 
And you have to get out there. We got back on the, because you can't just ride it endlessly. You have to get out and then you have to switch and, you know. And then we went back to Caribbean Beach, switched again, and then went to Epcot. And that was wonderful. I mean, it's it's a beautiful ride. I, I know a lot of people were concerned about backstage things. It wasn't a problem at all. Like, I didn't see things that made me go, ooh, I'm so sad I you ruined the magic. It was kind of cool. We did get to go above all the improvements that are being made in France. We could see the, you know, the Remy show building and the little creperie and things like that that were being made. And it's beautiful. It's peaceful. And to answer the question, 10 people can fit. Um, they do not have to be Ukrainian supermodels. Really? They could be, Amer- yeah, no, they can fit. So it's bigger um, when you get in it than it yeah. looks like from below. Yeah, it's so crazy because, like, you see it just going above you. I mean, you and I have stood underneath it, and it's only been, like, 20, 30 feet above us, and it looks so small. But, yes! I mean, you can, you can fit 10 people in. You know what you can't fit very well? An ECV. You really can't. Do they I mean, have and special we, ones for those? Maybe they do. We did see a person in a wheelchair go into one of the, the cars. Oh. And, you know, I didn't like the fact that the poor lady was pushed in and her her, she, her back was to everyone, of course. So she couldn't see her family to have a conversation. But, you know, that's by necessity. It's not like you can push it, them in the other it's way. sometimes like that in the monorail, too. That's a really good point, Adam. Yeah. yeah. As soon as I said it, I was thinking about that. You're right. So, so there was that situation. You couldn't really sit... Like, you know, she was taking up about three spots on either side. So really, there were only a couple other places to sit on that car. So that's going to be tight. Those big, you know, like Bob strollers. I know that you know what I mean, Liza. Um, The double Uh, ones, the sporty kind of double strollers. Those are going to be a tight fit. But I think overall, you could easily fit 10 people, especially if a couple of those people are little kids. So... Are you allowed to stand and no. ride and hold on to something? No, I got in trouble for that. How did oh. you get in trouble? What happened? They just were like shaking their finger at me. Because huh. <laughs> I, I we were taking off and I was standing and the guy was like, oh. um, And also I, would, I will tell you that as he was shaking his hand at me, I was sitting down really quickly because it takes off pretty fast. So they do so. have like a little spiel that they say in there, right? You know what's interesting? I don't remember the safety spiel. And if, if they had one, I do apologize. There are little signs up, of course, that tell you what how to behave oh, and what to do. there was a lot of signs explaining your behavior. Yes, yes. But they do have like a little recording that tells you things like, we are now passing over the headwaters of the okay. Everglades. That's what I was wondering. You know, wondering. that kind of thing. It doesn't go off the entire time. You know, it tells you like when you're above Caribbean Beach, you are literally right above the Jamaica section, which is kind of weird and interesting. I, w- I think it would be kind of cool if they had like elevator music in there. <laughs> No, it was better just to have it quiet because you know how Disney is like so like in your face with all the noise and the lights and the people and you're up there and it's really peaceful. Elevator music is peaceful. No, no, this was peaceful. It really was. And I'll tell you, the big question, of course, was the heat issue. You know, like, is it hot? Um, it was like, it was very cool that morning. So it's really not fair because it was quite breezy and cool in the gondola. But everyone I've talked to who's gone when it's been in the nineties has said it's fine when it's moving a little hotter when it slows down. I'm sure. But it's, it's so brief, you know, when you're at the loading station, it's really brief. I'm so glad I got to go. And I'm so glad I was wrong because I thought I wouldn't like it. They should play Kenny G at least. (laughs) 
I want to be in a gondola with Kenny G serenading me as I just float above Walt Disney World. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's my dream. It seems appropriate in the gondola. <laughs> da, 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 um, da. If I may. Yeah, you may. I'm so stressed about it. Just, I've been, you know, watching the videos and saw your videos. And it is interesting how you're not allowed to stand. You're not allowed to rock it You can't. Back. Why would you want to rock it back and forth, and Mr. I, Elmer? I know you wouldn't. I know you, nobody wants to. However, uh, you get a in, uh, you know inebriated mm. bunch of twenty-year-olds in a gondola, oh. and they want to rock the boat, so to speak. I'm surprised when, that that is something you're not supposed to do, and yet there is a big chance that somebody's going to do it. Well, here's the deal, Adam. That the fact is that. When that thing takes off, if you're standing, you might just end up on the floor. It takes off really fast. And then it's, this is a little disconcerting. And every time it happened, it was disconcerting. When it stops, those things stop so close to each other. They're mere inches apart. And it stops really fast. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm running into the next gondola. So it's a little freaky. But, yeah, no. They they come in fast and they leave fast. Okay, so you think was, just... The speed of which it's moving, the momentum isn't going to let you stand up. I mean, you can, but you're not going to be happy doing it. I mean, I'm sure people will get into shenanigans. I will tell you one thing. There's pretty much, unless you bring wire cutters, there's no way you're opening up those vents and, you know, cutting through the screens. So you they can't are metal. stick something through and drop it on the ground type Yeah, thing. you could maybe stick a pencil through. Okay. You know, there's really, they've thought through all of this. There's very little opportunity for any kind of shenanigans well okay there is some opportunity now that i think of it but not a lot Mm-mm-mm. nope did your kids were they you know uneasy about it did no. they have no problem they with it no they were fine i mean that they'll go on like any ride so i mean you know this is like pretty calm for them gotcha. um my son thomas wasn't as excited as me and sophie Sophie and I loved it. I mean, I'll go on any ride, but... I know. you're The only thing that's going to freak you out is, like, for some reason, we stopped over Buen, is it Buena Vista Way, um, which is that big road where the Hesmart is. You st- I, something else now, but we, I'll still call it the Hesmart, darn it, if I want <laughs> to. Um, we stopped right there, and we were there for, you know, three or four minutes. And we the whole time, we were like, oh, yeah, Liza's going to hate this part. So if if you end up having to stop there, you're going to not like it. But it's totally fine. And it really is just a peaceful and relaxing way to get around property. And I did hear on Len Testa's podcast, he said that, um, you know, when he went, there was a line. Sorry, Len Testa, when I went, there was no line, just so you know, because I'm, I don't know, I was feeling kind of like a VIP when I heard that. But he said the line that they were in was way out into the parking lot at Hollywood Studios. And he said even then, it was a 10-minute wait to get on. So it moves pretty quickly. Wow. If there's a line. Again, I wouldn't know. Kidding. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, it was great. It was great. I'm so happy that I loved it and that, I mean, it, you do think about it as you're on it. You're like, hmm, what if something goes what if wrong? Something goes wrong. But I'm going to assume that everything's going to go right for now. Oh, one more thing. Um, there are two different kinds of cars. Some have the, you know, characters on the outside. And your your view is not as good, so your pictures are not going to be as good. I mean, obviously, you can see through it perfectly. But, you know, there's that little bit of a film. So if you really want to take good pictures, you should just ask for a clear gondola so you can see everything better. Okay. 
That's a good idea. So Liza and I have to go down for a training in the middle of October and we're going to stay a pop and she's going to like it. I already have plans we're for that like night. We're like leaving in like what? Eight days, something like that? I don't even no, know. No, it's the 17th. Ten days? Don't rush me. I got things to do. It's the 17th. Okay. Yeah, it'll be fine. You're going to be great. 15 days? Uh, we'll bring a bottle of wine. It'll be fine. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just. I don't know. I'm just gonna put my headphones in and listen to you know some Kenny G or something. (laughs) Yeah, bring the wine because you can drink and eat in there. Correct. There was no sign that said you couldn't. Really, that's surprising. Because usually it's like no food or drinks. Yeah, but you can eat in the monorail. Yeah, I guess so. I've eaten lots of caramel corn in the monorail. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to Liza. Tell us about some prices going up. Well, you know, if there's one thing that's for sure in this world, it's that prices will increase in Disney. (laughs) Uh, You can count on it. taxes, right? Uh, That's what I hear. But definitely prices will increase at Disney. But this is Disneyland at Oga's Cantina. Prices went up and now they match the Disney World location. Because apparently when it first opened up, Disneyland's prices were a little bit lower. But I mean, the Rancor beer flight will run you about $85. Wow. That's a lot. But you get a special glass with that, right? Yeah. That's the tooth thing. Oh, the tooth thing. Oh, that looks gross. I'm sorry. (laughs) I've seen so many people with that on like Instagram. I'm like, really? Stop. Yeah. It's, got it's like a teeth. bunch of little teeth that you drink out of, right? Yeah, it's like hollowed out. What big Ew. teeth? You know, Are the they little? Of, do that. No, they're like, you know, four ounces, it seems like. Yeah, a, a flight of beer. Well, maybe two is a flight. No, four. Right? So it's four. I'm just going to give a personal um, bit, of, a bit of advice to all the ladies out there. You guys can just stop listening for a second. <laughs> ladies, if you go to a guy's house and he has that rancor tooth thing <laughs> out as decor, just grab your handbag and walk out. You're saving yourself a lot of problems in the future because I'm telling you, a guy with that as part of his decor, you can't live with that. And plus he justified spending $85 on that Yeah, in his mind. He probably still has a waterbed. (laughs) <laughs> and he listens to Kenny G. I wait. Don't knock Kenny now. Kenny's, he probably, Kenny's still going strong. He does all the closing music out in, where was it, China? Yeah, that when doesn't matter. <laughs> that was the funny <laughs> well, thing. Well, when he starts playing Kenny G, you should close the door and walk out. It's really bad. Or, Walk out and close the door, actually. As it, hey, sorry, it I just way, stepped away hurt. for a second. I was uh, upstairs heating up my waterbed. Did I miss something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like any drink in here, I, I don't think I could order any of these without feeling a little bit worse about myself. I don't know. I yeah. just, I'd like to get a fuzzy tauntaun, please. A fuzzy tauntaun sounds like what happens when you take your shoes off in security and you go through the line. And then like two days later, you're like, oh, I got a fuzzy tauntaun on my feet. Yeah, there's a fuzzy it's tauntaun. Itchy. Yeah. Or like, I like the outer rim, please. <laughs> I've had the outer rim. It's not great. I have to tell you. I really did. Yeah. Well, like, as opposed to the inner rim. I just... <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Why don't they have an inner rim? I mean, if you're going to have an outer rim, you should have the inner one. Uh, yeah. Where is the, the outer, outer rim? The outer rim is canon. You know, the rim you guys just made up. <laughs> okay. I have to say that when I went to Oga's Cantina, I had 
okay, so it was like 11. I'm like, I'm really not going to have an alcoholic beverage at 11 in the morning. So I went ahead and I had the blue milk with the cookie on top. And it was it was disgusting. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> cookie and the milk, they didn't go together. The cookie was gross. I, I don't know. Why couldn't they have had a chocolate chip cookie? If you're going to have a, cook, a cookies and milk situation, just give us a big, delicious, warm chocolate chip cookie. Nobody wants this cookie. It's like a shortbread cookie, but it wasn't good shortbread with like a blob of chocolatey coconut on top. Nobody likes that. So yeah. people should get rid of that. Oh, if Disney, if you're listening, and I really hope to God you're not. <laughs> but if you are, get rid of that awful cookie and give us the chocolate chips. Thank you. But so don't you think that maybe the prices went up to match World because World's prices were a little higher because they did just have a price hike, right? I mean, a few things went up. Like the Mickey bar is now $6. I is saw it? Tony. Yes, it is. What was it before? Like five fifty nine or something? <laughs> Like five and a quarter, I think. Yeah. I thought okay. it was like so five ninety eight. I said two cents. So now it went up to two yeah. cents. Well, I mean, Tony would know the price because you know he loves the Mickey bar. Now that would be a fantastic use of a snack credit. Would for six bucks. I mean, now your snack credits are pretty soon. They're going to end up being like ranging from four dollars to like ten dollars. I mean, this six dollars for a Mickey bar is outrageous. That is pretty high. They are pretty good, though. I'll give you that. Yeah. How much is a cupcake? Cupcake's about that much. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have the cupcake. I'd probably. rather have the Mickey bar. I just had the new um, Arendelle Aqua. You know, that's the new color. They've got it in the fr- the Norway par- pavilion. Oh, it's actually that. really. I saw that. Yeah. It's a really pretty shade of blue. I just had the cupcake that goes with it. They had that in uh, the electric umbrella. It was, it was okay. Yeah, they, they're I... putting Nutella in too many things, though. Oh, are they Nutellaing it? Well, it's a blue, fro- it's a white, you know, a, basically a yellow cake with um, blue frosting. And I love frosting. And then it's got this hunk of Nutella in it. I'm like, why? It doesn't really go. Maybe a little bit of strawberry filling would That's have been better. That's odd. Nutella is Italian, and uh, Arendelle is, in theory, from the great white, great white North. Well, you would think that, except that Elsa and Anna's father is actually his mother is Italian. Yeah. Oh. That's canon. I, it's totally canon, because I just made it up. Yeah. Yeah, his, her, his mother hails from a small Italian principality. Sophia, right? Petrillo? <laughs> yes. Yes. And she's known for her handbags. And uh, cheesecake, I think. And, well, obviously, she brought that to Arendelle. So oh, okay. Love maybe. it. Yes. Have you guys heard of the new $600 ears? First of all, for $600, it shouldn't look as tacky as that one. <laughs> the Heidi Bloom one was just tacky. Yes. It, it was like it had little earrings off. The, did she design that? Like yes. on the back? her bag while she was taking one of her mini kids on the way to school. She's like in the carpool lane going, oh, hang on a second. I got to design this. Oh, my gosh. See, she's terrible. Still, yeah, she wore them in the park the other day whenever everybody's posting pictures nope. of her. That's when I was there. Yep. Disneyland. That's when that's I, saw, I saw Ashton Kutcher. <gasps> so, yeah, we heard that about that cool. 27 times, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I've seen famous people at Disney and I took the picture with them, so... You All should. Right, you whatever. gotta stop him and take a picture. So I just want to say that I matter. can't like Ashton Kutcher anymore. Now that I know that he um, made Demi Moore feel bad about herself. Yeah, I gotta get she that was, book. Yeah, I do too. Like apparently she he messed with her self esteem. So there you go, Ashton Kutcher. Bad news. Bad news. But bedazzling the ears for six hundred bucks, it's not gonna happen. I'm sorry. 
I'm looking at another pair right now. These are the Star Wars one, and they actually look terrible. Look like cinnamon buns on your ear, they on your do head. They look like cinnamon buns. They look awful. Yeah. Joe Rody is designing a designer pair, and really? the yeah, and the rumor is it's going to have an earring on it ah, on the ears. They but we're better. not sure yet. They better. No. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, I if could get does, some I... of these Swarovski crystals. I'm going to do my own yeah. ears. So how about yeah, that? Like you... Honestly, I've seen better ones. There are some Etsy shops online that have, you know, better ones than the Heidi Klum one, to be honest. And they're like under $100. So if you want a pair of really unique ones, I think I think you can do better. Um, yeah, I did like those. They had some really special, you know, the, the little Mickey hat. Those were cute. Um, they had some for the Halloween party, and they had like a tiki room themed one. It was like fifty bucks. Um, those were fun. I don't know if you've seen those. I don't ever buy any mini ears. I love my daughter likes. Yeah, I know you. You get yours. I just because you have, have a hat on, right? That is true. I've got to wear a hat. She I'm has so to wear pissed. a hat. What's she gonna? Do? <laughs> can't have the ears on top, on top of the hat. I, I I need to invest in a new hat. This one's kind of getting worn out. I think Jamaica was its last big hurrah. A six hundred dollar set of uh, ears will make you think that a twenty eight dollar pair of ears is not that expensive. Maybe that's true. the whole intent. That true. could be it. I wonder how long it's gonna take him to have the new gold leafed Mickey bar <laughs> for like you know. 150. Yeah, 150, 160 bucks. But you know what? People like to indulge in little luxuries, whether it's a $28 mini headband or a $600 one. You know, it's all about perspective. And, you know, the same person who might not buy a handbag that costs that much might buy the mini ears. You know, it's just like what's important to you. Sometimes a little luxury is a necessity. It's true, actually. Yeah. That's true. It's like you matching your magic band to your sneakers. Exactly. Exactly. And I spent way some... less than $600 on that. That's for sure. Well, and there's this whole theory that when the economy is shaky, and I'm not saying it's shaky right now, but say, you know, the world's a little weird right now. And there's this whole theory that says that, you know, that people will not do big expenditures. They'll do small things that are kind of luxurious and they don't need like a $20 hunk of Parmigiano Reggiano mm. or a $600 pair of, you know what I'm saying though? Like, you know, you can buy that hunk of really good expensive cheese and make a couple dinners with it, but you maybe can't, you know, put a new bathroom on your house. Right. And so, you know, I could see how these little things, they make people feel better and they're, they're not breaking the bank. I mean, if you're buying Okay, six hundred dollar pair of mini. That ears, would break my bank. I'm just gonna give it to you. Me too, but but not everybody. I mean, you've got like you know a a couple of twenty somethings with a double income and no kids yet. I mean, you know that's an indulgence that they probably can afford if they're both working, you know, pretty decent jobs. So yeah, I just wonder like when else are you gonna wear them? You're only wearing them in the parks. Yeah, that's true. You're not, well, you're not wearing them shopping. So that leads me to this, which is that, you know, a lot of the dresses and stuff they sell at Disney, which are adorable, like, oh, Haunted Mansion dress, um, you know, that kind of thing. And But where else are you going to wear that? Like, if you can't go to the grocery store in a Haunted Mansion print dress, Aww. you know. Come at us on the Facebook page if y'all are wearing that in public, because I would just yeah. like to know. Yeah. I mean, and I, I like... Um, you know, a lot of that stuff, but I wouldn't wear it out of Disney. So yeah, unless if you lived in Celebration, Florida, right? Or Golden Yeah. Oak. 
Yeah. And well, and like if you're local, I could see, you know, like, hey, it's Sunday. Let's go to Disney and have lunch and put on my Mary Poppins dress. I mean, I'm not going to put on a Mary Poppins dress because, you know. You've never seen it. I have not, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> so bad. It, you know, I could see somebody, you know, doing it. But and and I actually enjoy seeing people wearing different things. Like nothing makes me well. Okay, many things make me happier, but I love being somewhere and seeing somebody who's got like a little flair for fashion and doing something different. So I would enjoy seeing that wherever I was. But I wouldn't have the nerve to do it myself. So where are you wearing that $150 Mary Poppins dress besides Disney? That's what I want to know. Tell us on the Facebook page. Tell us on the Facebook page if you also, bought those $600 ears. Yeah, if you bought those yeah. $600 ears, come at us on the Facebook page. Let us know. You're, you're my kind of people, by the way, if you did. I find that interesting. Okay. All right. So we've talked about price increases. We've talked about the Mickey bar. Oh, Adams has something that actually um, kind of is interesting to me. What about your story, Adam? All right. So if you weren't aware, Meisner's Lounge in the Grand Floridian has closed and it is being reimagined into the Enchanted Rose Lounge. That's going to be on the second floor of the Grand Floridian Resort in the main lobby. And it's taking over the Meisner's Lounge area as well as Commander Porter's Men's Shop. So it's going to be a lot bigger than it was. I just have a quick question. Have you ever been? No, no. Every I enjoyed walking through there because I Do was they have stuff- those belts with the whales on them? Oh, yeah. A lot of whales. Mm, uh, it's stuff I would buy. But really? it's just, yeah, it's just, you know, re- full retail prices. And it's it was all name brand stuff I can get at, you know, Macy's or Lord and Taylor or something, and just pay a lot less for it. But do you I'm, own a whale belt? Um, do I own a, no, I don't own a whale belt. I have a crab um, shirt, like little crabs. Oh, I like that. Lobsters. They're probably not crabs. They're probably lobsters. I like lobster more. Lobsters. I have a lobster dress. Yeah. See, we could. We should match. We can uh, hang next out. Next time we go to the Enchanted Rose Lounge at the Grand Floridian. Now it's themed after, if you didn't realize it already. The Beauty and the Beast film, and it, which some people like personally, I don't think it fits in the Grand Floridian because the Grand Floridian is late 19th century Florida, and Beauty and the Beast is 17th century France. If you ask me, this lounge should be at the Riviera Resort where it's all about Europe, but hey, nobody asked my opinion. But the big reason why we're talking about this is because they released the menu for the stuff you're going to be able to purchase to eat and drink. I've never had caviar. If you want white sturgeon caviar, it's going to cost you $95. Wow. Is it like with little toast points? And they're just giving you a hunk of caviar and going, eat up. Cream fresh (laughs) and chives and egg something. Egg tamale. I don't know what that is. Uh, Your truffle fries, $14. Nice. I love truffle fries. They're going to have wines by the glass ranging from $12 to $30 and then bottles of wine up to, you know, $140. They've got some, you know, beer and other things. The, my, my more, I don't know, issue is these, some of these cocktails are crazy expensive. $27 cocktails. Wow. Now it's made with champagne. Champagne can be more expensive for sure, but I, I don't know. I just, who's people really buying $27 cocktails? Maybe. 
I guess Probably. they are. They, I mean, you know would. what? If they don't, they'll take it off the menu. I mean, they're only going to, just like any other business, they're going to push what the market will allow. So yeah. yeah, at least they're serving Grey Goose, which is the better vodka, in my opinion. But uh, it's it it's made. I don't know if it was something that was needed. This lounge redo, Miser's always seemed to me like there was people in it, but maybe they want more people, and I, that's fine. I did not like the name Meisner. <laughs> I had that a old Meisner. I know well, it was awful. Worst. It was very deterrent to me. It's like, do I want to go in Meisner's? I don't think I do. It's named after like an old Florida person. An I'm old pretty sure Meisner. It's okay. First of all, Miser's Lounge is really small. I mean, you're maybe going to get 30 people comfortably in there. So, and when you consider that it's a convention resort and there's not really anywhere for people to go, you know, after they're done for the day, um, but Miser's they need don't it like this. people. Okay, that is true. <laughs> That's why they had to change the name. No, seriously, Miser's was really small. So, <laughs> this is good. Um, no, I the, could. I could see that. So you got to figure, like, I was thinking about this. Who's the clientele showing up to this Grand Floridian lobby bar? Absolutely convention people. Like, the one time I was down there um, and I was visiting some friends who were there for a convention and we went over there, it was all business people, you know, off for the night. And like I said, it was pretty packed. And and it didn't really fit in with the rest of the resort. It was kind of, you know very plain and almost it was almost like you know there was no theming at all so i think this is a big improvement i think that disney recognizes that and also parents you know maybe at the end of the day they might want to drink and stuff although maybe less so than the convention people um and that convention center is always busy so they've got a a a guaranteed clientele in there. So I'm kind of excited. I heard, I was over there, you know, the other day and I walked over there specifically because I had a question about Citrico's and some seating issues. And while I was there, I asked one of the cast members when it's opening and she said uh, the second week in October. But, you know, other places are saying there's no opening date, right? Yeah, it just says fall. Okay. <clears throat> well, I hope it's open because I think Liza and I will head over there and have, you know, like a, a snack or something. Um, a snack. I don't know. Oh, I, so. I get some truffle caviar? fries. No, because I'm going to do the truffle fries. Oh. Yeah. Because I'm um, not eating caviar. No. Do you know I, what I don't, I don't like? I don't like that their menu is very small. I, I know it's yeah. a lounge. But there are seven items on the menu, one of which is the caviar, which I'm not doing. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily want, you know, a lump crab appetizer. If I'm going to be there, I want like a – I want something a little more substantial. I mean, I'm going to have to pound down two house-made flatbreads, yeah. you know, in, in order to fill myself up. I, I feel like this is more of a – Cohere before you enjoyed Citrico's or right, Victoria Alberts. If you remember with Miser's Lounge, Adam, you could order from the menu at Citrico's. So maybe there's an option at this new place as well to do that. Hmm. That would be interesting. I am all for like new exciting experiences. Me too. But I also believe in thematic consistency. Okay. You have and, a valid point. I know where you're going. I just don't like how you think. First of all, they've already got Beauty and the Beast stuff in the park right next door. Fine. But this should not be a bar themed after a 17th century French story should not be in a hotel themed after 19th century Florida. That's they a have, good point. They, and they are – and. 
it's a bar. You're not kids are not they've themed this to a child's I know it's all for kids. I get that. But they've themed the bar to a children's story, but children technically really shouldn't even be in there in the first place because it's not for kids. Let me they, ask you a question. Okay. Yeah. And and I agree with you 100%. I, I don't think it really fits in with anything to be with the theming. But um don't you think it would have been interesting to be in a meeting when this idea was presented? Because I, I can't imagine people weren't saying the same thing you said. You know, uh, to me, it's just kind of missing. Well, it should be something. a Riviera resort. They're building a brand new resort. Yeah. Throw this, this cool looking enchanted rose lounge into the brand new resort that's themed after the European Riviera, which, hey, guess what? That's where all this stuff happens. Well, so you, know, you know what happened in that meeting, don't you? No. So they were drinking too much? No, Meisner was head of the meeting <laughs> and he was like, "No, I'm we're doing it because it was his idea." Oh, Meisner. I'll tell you my version of this meeting is Bob Chapek sitting there with this gigantic cigar in his mouth. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And somebody says, we're going to refurbish Meisner's. And he says, no, what we're going to do, see, is we're going to we're gonna <laughs> theme it after uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, see, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do. And then he's like, he puts his cigar ashes on somebody's head. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did Bob J. Peck work at the great movie ride? <laughs> hey, there's a copper, see? <laughs> you know what? This is all very true, actually. Um Okay, let me let me ask you guys a question. You've seen the concept concept art person. Oh, and I've peeked through the curtains, by the way. And <gasps> yeah, um, don't you think that it doesn't even look like anything related to Beauty and the Beast? It just looks like another lounge. To be honest, it almost looks like the same person who designed Ale and Compass designed this. Oh my god, looks very similar. I see Ale and, now that you say that, I see Ale and Compass all over. Yes, this. it's Ale and Compass. The same person probably designed it. Because have you, have you seen that the descriptions say that there are going to be four themed areas in the bo- in the lounge themed after Beauty and the Beast? Now, how can they? I mean, there's not that much room there. Well, they're taking over the Commander Porters. Okay. And one of the themed areas is, which is funny, is the outside patio. So okay. you're going to be able to drink and sweat at the same time, which sounds wonderful, doesn't Wait it? Wait a minute. An outside patio. Okay. Oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. So that would be that patio area that overlooks the pool. The, yeah, the splash pool. Okay. Corner. Okay. Yeah. Huh, that's nice. Yeah, Too bad yeah. they didn't have the other side because that would have been a better view because then you would have had a fi- little bit of a fireworks view. Yeah. Huh, yeah. that's interesting. Huh, okay. That's I like that. Um, I don't know. It's probably going to be like the gondola where we're kind of like, yeah, I don't know about this. And then we get on the gondola and we're like, this is the best thing ever. Well, to, to difference See, is yeah, you gotta, I told you I knew what I was doing. The <laughs> difference is you got to drop $30 for a glass of wine to go to this place. That's you could probably get a $12. How? What is the cheapest? What's the range? You get there? some water from the tap and you order <laughs> a $14 truffle fry and split it with your friend. The best wine I've ever had... Uh, in the Pino United Grigio States. in Italy. Oh, that's not good wine at all here. The, for the best wine I ever had in the States was at the Miser's Lounge a couple years ago. See? It was really good. So, and I'm not really a wine person. Like, it's hard to win me over with wine, and I loved it. So, And it's gone now. And it was 16 bucks a glass. So, it wasn't, Whoa. like, insane, but it wasn't 
cheap either. It wasn't uh, Luke uh, Skywalker uh, stuff, was no. it? But oh, honestly, um, Chris, since we only would only drink one glass anyway, typically, yeah. it's not that big of a deal for us to have one glass. Do you know what? If I'm stressed, I might have two, Liza. I'm not going to lie. You know, really? depending on what's going okay. on. If it had been a week like last week, I don't know. Maybe two. Well, so that would be a lot of money. I mean, you're we're talking the cheapest, almost forty. We're bucks. the cheapest winos ever. Yeah. Well, wine doesn't. Newsflash: Wine does not have to be expensive for it right. to be good. You can get a twelve-dollar bottle of wine and have it taste the same as a hundred and fifty-dollar bottle of wine. Well, see, I wouldn't believe it or not. That. Because I've never been around. I don't even think I've walked past $150 bottle of wine. Yeah. You I just mean, have to buy. You just have to buy the right box. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> do, do I you, want the pink one. Do you think that cheaper wine is really the expensive wine? But it's almost like how they do with the generic stuff in the store. Like Doctor Thunder <laughs> is probably really Doctor Pepper. Doctor Thunder. <laughs> when you told me about Doctor Thunder, I was like, "Where is this child living?" Uh, you know, that's that was how my, I grew that up. That was one of my high school nicknames. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's got every nickname. <laughs> the Big Pickle, Doctor Thunder. <laughs> oh my lord! Um, if if people only knew the stuff we cut out of this show, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't know, Chris, because we'd be in trouble. We would. We'd be unemployed, too. Okay. Well, this is interesting. I, I hope it opens. If it opens next week and then Liza and I will go, maybe that's what we can do on the 17th, Liza, because we're both getting kind of late. Um, yeah. Well, so I'll come get you a pop. We'll hop on the gondola and we'll somehow make it over to the Grand Floridian. I don't know. If y'all, Just, y'all hit me up on the Facebook page if anybody wants to meet us down there and buy me something from this place. <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the menu and there's only two things that I could maybe eat on there. So basically you're, you're you know, pretty cheap to hang out with is what you're saying. I'm so. saying I would pitch in a $7 to split a truffle fry. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. You know, the thing about going to Disney World, you should rent yourself out. I could by the hour. You could could rent yourself out at Disney World because you're so funny. I mean, there have definitely been there's there's laws against that, Chris. Yeah, that's true. But you know, there's no law against Liza being your tour guide who is so funny that you don't even get out of the resort. Because there I'm telling you, Liza will make you laugh all stinking day. And it's quite an appropriate half of it so that's you know. true that's 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 <laughs> probably really true but and we won't get out of the resort because i am directionally challenged that's true i don't think have i ever driven in a car with you at disney yes that is true. she is she, I, I have I no sense of direction there was i don't that one time i have no I, compass I, no, I don't want to bring it up but okay <laughs> don't bring it up do you want me to no, i don't know what you're talking about but it's, when we were at when i was with you and it was downpour rain and i was in my walking boot and we had to go to winnie the pooh and you walked the wrong direction and i ran as fast as i could with my walking boot in the rain to catch you to say hey winnie the pooh is over this way and she got confused we were thought we were in disneyland and i was like no we're in central florida (laughs) this way And I said, notice now I'm soaked. I got to go on an airplane for three hours. Thanks a lot. And of course, your brother, God forbid, he ran and got you. I mean, oh, he, he was he had two good anybody. legs. Uh-uh. Like, thanks a lot. But I, 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 yeah, it's bad. I have no internal compass. <laughs> None. You can guide me, but I'll just 
you know, be the commentator. Is that what's been going on all this time? I just thought you were following me around. I thought, oh, you should just trust <laughs> me. I, I didn't know this was out of necessity. There's only like one place that I know exactly where it is, and that's where the coral corn is. <laughs> <laughs> you do perk up when we get over there. You're like, oh, I know where I'm at. Dirt it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll keep everyone posted about what we're doing. And again, if you are in the parks, um, we have some training to do, but we will definitely be at Food at Wine and whatnot at night that weekend. So say hello to us. We're friendly. Okay. We got some really interesting news this week about third-party vendors and Bell services. Tony, can you tell us about that? So about a week ago, Disney put out a memo that uh, as of October 1st, third-party uh, vendors for wheelchairs, strollers, and ECVs, which are also known as scooters, um, would not be able to drop items off at Bell Services anymore, and that they would be required to do a face-to-face drop-off with their clients uh, once they arrived at their Disney resort. Uh, they have since amended that ruling or or edict, uh, and they changed the date to November 1st, and at the same time, they announced that Scooterbug would be the featured vendor for mobility items, scooters, wheelchairs, and ECVs, um, strollers. Uh, The funny thing is that Scooterbug has kind of behind the scenes been the provider for strollers, wheelchairs, and scooters in the parks for a number of years. Um, However, now this puts them in the forefront uh, and gives them a a leg up on the competition because all of these other third-party vendors now uh, are scrambling on what to do because they you know, now have to do all these face-to-face meetings. There was initially no word as to whether this also affected grocery delivery companies. Uh, Garden Grocer did come out. They've been a long-time uh, vendor to Disney. They've come out and said that this does not affect them. Uh, so it's it's very interesting uh, to see. Nobody knows if Scooterbug has a deal with Disney. You know, why are they the preferred vendor? We don't know if they're paying some type of a, you know, finder's fee, commission, uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to use the term kickback, but you know, is Disney getting a portion of the of the money? Uh, that's not known, but it, it's just it was just very abrupt. It is abrupt, and I have to tell you that of all the vendors we use locally, and we use a couple different stroller vendors and a couple different scooter vendors generally. Scooterbug has never been on our radar, not once. And I booked them one time, and I've never been paid the commission. So, and not, I don't, you know, it's a small amount. It's not a big deal. But at the same time, a um, little surprised. Well, so. you know, I, I did a little research and Scooterbug is actually a nationwide firm oh. that specializes in tourist uh, areas. So they are, you know, they do these wheelchairs, ECVs, and uh, strollers in tourist areas, Vegas, Branson, mm. you know, California. So they're, they are a nationwide company. They're, they're a big player, but outside of like Disney, I would never think to rent a scooter, you know, in Vegas. I could tell you, we went to Baltimore and we took grandma and grandma can't walk that much. So we rented a wheelchair and they yeah. delivered it to the hotel and the hotel graciously accepted the delivery without you seeing our face and held on to it. And then when we were done, they hauled it, and then they gave it to the delivery guy whenever they showed up. So it was very nice and convenient. It wasn't from Scooterbug or somebody else, but it happens more often than you would think. So this is the same vendor that is supplying Disney with the stroller rentals already? Correct. Okay, well, if they're renting out to guests and their options are the plastic hard strollers that they have at Disney already, then I would say no thank you. 
No, they they actually do uh, like many of the stroller rental companies. Uh, they do everything from like mini umbrella strollers to okay. jogging strollers. Uh, it, it's not just the hard plastic okay. ones that, okay. that well, you get inside good. the parks. Okay, well that makes me feel a little bit better then, because uh, those strollers that Disney rents out are just so impractical and so uncomfortable for kids. Well, you know it's it, it's very funny because when they when they put this message out, uh, you know, f- for those of you who are uh, fans of the podcast, uh, you know, y- you obviously know that we all talk to each other as a as a group outside of the podcast. This isn't Wait. the only time we chat with each other. Wait, you guys do? Well, everybody uh, else except you. Yeah, Are except you. Are you serious? And, no, you, know. you know, this this announcement came out and I think I replied to the group. I said, this is the first step of Disney getting into the stroller game. And then sure enough, the next day, you know, close enough to it, they announced that Scooter Bug becomes the featured vendor. You know, so so obviously Disney is somehow, I think, profiting from this, uh, whether they're getting a commission on all of oh, the, I'm sure they the are. scooter, you know, because I, I couldn't see for that one day when I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, you, you get off your plane, you get on the Magical Express, you get to the resort. If your strollers, there waiting for you. If your ECV is there waiting for you, what do you want to do? You want to get to the park. The last thing you want to do is get off the plane, get on Magical Express, get to your resort and then have to wait two and a half hours to do your face-to-face meeting so you can get to the parks. You know, Disney, as good as they are at moving around people, they want to get you to the parks as fast as they can because the sooner you're in the parks, the sooner you're spending money. Um, So it kind of makes sense now that nobody else can do this except Scooter Bug. So not only are they going to profit from getting you to the parks and you spending your money, but now they're making, you know, they're obviously making something from that wheelchair or that scooter that you're sitting in. Whereas they weren't making anything with Apple. They weren't making anything with Kingdom Strollers or Orlando Strollers or, you know, Buena Vista Scooters. Well, we don't know that. I mean, they might have had a deal with them, too. I mean, there were only, like, what, five uh, approved vendors, like, for strollers. So, I mean, it's quite possible that they paid a fee to be able to use that. And, frankly, they should. Because if you've ever been, you know, to any of the resorts during, you know, when when people are picking up the strollers and going back and forth and frankly, generally not tipping bell services when they pick up their stuff. So while I can see why they would want to do this, it makes more sense for them to have one approved, you know, vendor and to, to get money back from that because, you know, just it's business, but it does make me sad because like, and I know that Liza works with Kingdom Strollers. I don't know if you've ever worked with them, Tony, but we've worked with Kingdom Strollers since the day they started, and they have always been one of the best businesses to get a stroller from. Anytime you had a problem, it was immediately taken care of. They were just wonderful to work with, so and their great. stuff was clean, clean, good good condition. And right. so I feel bad for them. But as Me a too. business, I wouldn't – As I know from having friends who work at the resorts, they're slammed with strollers and ECVs all the time. And at any given time, the entire back area where they store their you know luggage and whatnot at Bell Services is packed full of strollers and ECVs. So well, – for- First off, I, I do agree with you. I've worked with Kingdom Stroller on occasion, and yeah. they are a first-class operation. Um, like I said, I just I find it very abrupt. You know, you look at Kingdom Strollers. It's here's abrupt. somebody. Here's somebody who's opened up a business to cater to a specific need. You know, and it has put their their life's blood into this. And Disney now, granted, I don't know how much pre-notice the stroller companies got before Disney put out their announcement, um, but based on the social media reply that i saw from kingdom strollers it was pretty quick um you know and they, they did i have, didn't watch the video was it was it 
kind of not great? I mean, no, no. What did I mean, say? they had their solution. You know, we'll we'll have to set up. You know, it was very, it was nebulous, but it was like they had a plan. Yeah. You know, and it it just doesn't seem like Disney gave them a lot of notice, and I think that's what bothers me. Is is you've got, you know, you look at companies like that. You know, what is this going to do to something like Owner's Locker? You know, for for those of you who don't know, DVC, there's a company called Owner's Locker where if you deliver stuff, uh, you know, if you're going to, to stay in a villa and you come down all the time, you can rent a little locker. And when you arrive, they will bring this little, you know, this little box of your stuff so that you have all of your items instead of having to bring it down with Which you. Which I never understood because, like, people would, like, come once a year and they'd leave things like sunscreen in there. I'm like, Really? It's, I mean, it's I crazy, but, but people but, did it. Yeah. And, and that's that's a business, you know, and I'm yeah. sure they catered to places other than Disney, just like right. Kingdom Strollers, you know, services Gatorland and, you know, Universal and Old Town or wherever people are staying in the Orlando area. Wiki-watchy. So ex- exactly. So there's, they're still going to be doing that business. <laughs> but, you know, Disney is a big part of it. And it, it just seems like, you know, Disney, they're cutting out the little guy again. I don't know. Well, I, know I don't too. think they're cutting right. out the little guy. And I always, I always joke with you guys, like here, I'm the biggest liberal on the show. And yet I'm the only one that seems to understand capitalism. Like I, this, this doesn't bother me except on some level. I, I do feel bad for kingdom strollers. I think quite frankly, I would not rent from a company that I had to wait for. So I, I think I see that as a problem and maybe there'll be a solution to it. But at the same time, Disney is a business and when you're overtaxing their bell services people and they're having to have more people working to take care of a problem that really isn't their problem, why shouldn't they find a solution for that? I, I really don't mind if they charged you a fee to accept delivery, even of a stroller, because nothing's worse than you know you having to leave your vacation and wait around for an yeah. hour for a delivery person to drop off a stroller and then reverse that when you leave, especially if it's an early flight or mm-hmm. late flight or whatever. I just feel like, you know, don't cut the make. You want to make me pay for the convenience? Fine. But don't just completely get rid of it. But the stroller thing, they just, you know, shrunk down the, the, uh, the amount of options you have, which as long as you have an option, I guess it's okay. It's kind of monopolizing it now at this point, but it's a private company and they can do that and that's fine. I well <laughs> Chris is the one who uh, understands capitalism as she puts on her Alex P. Keaton cap on. <laughs> You know, it's terrible, though, because you guys are so emotional about this all the time. You're like, oh, I hey, can't understand I what they're doing. I'm like, well, yeah. probably will not be renting a stroller for myself personally. Uh, <laughs> well, anymore, I will so. push you around in one, uh, and I don't have a problem with that. I, are you serious? Because don't tempt me. I won't. All right. Okay. All right. Well, we've had our conversation here, and I I think it's pretty darn interesting, actually. Okay. I think that's it for tonight. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank you guys for staying up and chatting. And if you like us, and why wouldn't you? Our mothers like us. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, where Adam is in the bathroom. I mean, hey, he's giving a lot to us. (laughs) And of course, on Instagram. If you're going to be down there in the next couple weeks, like I said, we'll be there October 17th. You can come hang out and say hello or whatever. Give Liza a couple of your fries. Come on. Because, I mean, she needs those fries. She loves them. And (laughs) if you are planning a vacation, we'd be happy to help you. We're at MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Go ahead. Pick an agent. We'll find one for you. Whatever works for you. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Good night. Good night. (laughs)